with your palate cruisers. jam-packed episode so welcome in everybody we are gonna uh, fill your ears with some amazing audio tidbits because we have a jam-packed episode we missed last week but we're back this week and uh we have all sorts of crap to talk about um i am one of your hosts the winter soldier online with falcon uh what's going on everybody how you doing what up, up what up what up what have you been up to my man Let's go season three. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. We've been clicking along. I feel like people are just now starting to find us too. Our, yeah. uh, our social medias are banging. We're like uh, 21 pilots, you know? Yeah. Three hours later. Yeah, it was the cool kids were listening early, but now like everybody else wants to listen. It's like, fine, we'll let you listen if you want to. Yeah. It's shout out. Yeah, shout out to the early adopters. Yeah, the OGs, the day ones, is the cool rap kids might say. So yeah, definitely shout out for them. Yeah, uh, but you know, just doing. I've been doing a lot of designs because we are oh. a design company. Yes, that's one of the most yeah. important things that we forget to bring up half the time. Is you know, this is all sponsored by Visual Anti Design. Um, yeah, we we are graphic designers extraordinaire. So, what kind of designs have you been working on? I've been helping uh, a client do uh, massage, massage flyers massage, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, You've been massaging the details. Yeah, because um, you know the steamy check we all got it. Did you oh, get it? Yeah, yeah. And so people, people got to spend some money, and then I've been trying to help promote that too. That's a great idea if you've got like bonus stimmy money and you need to like promote your business. You know, it's like turn it into more money. Sometimes you yeah. got to spend money to make money, and you should spend that money with us. Yeah, yeah. Vigilante design. Other than that, I mean, you know, doing stocks, uh, NFTs, well, NFTs. Well, you were saying off air that you wanted to start an NFT uh, uh, section, like a a part of our podcast where we just talk hot NFT talk. And I think that's a great idea. And I think yeah. we start from the very beginning where we're like, we don't know hardly much more than anybody else. So we can learn with the audience for those who may or may not be interested. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Cause like, you know, we are called audio knots because we're not really good with audio. Yeah. And so same thing with NFTs. We don't know anything about it. We just kind of like dab our toes into it. Well, you, yeah. you're the one that found out, found out about it, right? So you yeah, should yeah. explain more. Um, well, I, I was thinking about it too. I mean, we need like an opening and so I'm going to record it maybe this weekend. But I was thinking the perfect opening for the NFTs, if we're going to have our own like segment on it, would be OPP. Be like, you down with NFT? Yeah, you know me. You down with NFT? Yeah, you know me. Who's down with NFT? Every last homie. And I'll find like the beat. We'll do it and it'll play every time. Yeah, for the ones that uh, don't know, old boy does our intro. That's him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that is me. Uh, I'm the one. So show uh, me what you got. That was that's, my, that's my, him. my all-time favorite impression. Show me what you got. Yeah, I'm still trying him. to get Boy Danger to record us some uh, some Joe from Family Guy. So I gotta get that done too. So I have high hopes for you. Your um, NFT intro. Yeah, so it'll be good for sure. I mean, there's no reason to half-ass anything. That's not how we do. Well, then let's start from um, um, from the beginning. What does NFT stand for? 
Yeah, what the hell is an NFT? So NFT stands for non-fundable, non-fungible token. And I'm sure you're saying, well, what the hell does fungible mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I first read that, I'm like, is this a, is this a word? Yeah, this, this is a word that I don't think most people know, fungible. So um, you're talking about fungible, then you're talking about non-fungible. And I, I have, I think, the perfect uh, metaphor or example of fungible versus non-fungible that makes it fairly easy to understand because you can like talk circles around what all this stuff means. But so let's say what's, let's start with what fungible means. All right. Fungible is an item that you can exchange for an equal like item. All right. The perfect example is, is, of this is if you had a $10 bill and I came up to you, Ren, and I said, here's two $5 bills. That's fungible. They're different, but they're the same, same thing. Okay? Same. Same. So that's what fungible means. Okay. If you're going to do non-fungible, if I have a house and you own a house, our houses may not actually, they're both houses, but they both may not be worth the same amount of money. So those are non-fungible. They're two like items, but they're not necessarily equal in value. And so um, I found this little meme on here that I'd like to look at because it talked about fungible and non-fungible. And so money obviously is fungible because one currency, it can exchange for another currency of equal value. It has but a value. Like it has value. Word is value. Yeah. And collectibles have value too. And that's essentially what all these non-fungible tokens are is their, their worth is set on what the marketplace says it's set at. It doesn't have an equal value. You can't take one NFT and exchange it for another one and it's equal value. So that's just not how it works. So you have to get the mindset of the fact that one is more like a collectible, you know? So you could buy a whole bunch of baseball cards and in that pack, maybe one of them turns out to be worth some money. The rest of them aren't worth anything, but yet they're all baseball player pictures on the same piece of paper. And so that's how you have to kind of work it. And so you start to learn like, okay, so that's what it means. We're in the digital world. So we get to the, the next part. So non-fungible means that the value is up in the air, really. The market decides. Uh, token, the token part of it is really easy. So the NFT is run on something called a blockchain, which is essentially the same stuff that they run Bitcoin on. Okay, so this is this digital mining thing that they run on the background. And the token is essentially a certificate. It's saying this non-fungible item that's been created, and it could be a picture, it could be a video, it could be music, any sort of digital asset. This has its a certificate. So you're not buying the original. So if you go online and you find some really cool piece of digital art, and you're like, man, I'm going to buy that NFT. And you spend five grand and you buy that nft well you don't own the original art you're not buying their copyright usually there's some circumstances where maybe an artist will do that but you're buying a copy a certified copy of it and the thing i would compare this to is it was really popular back in the day. in fact i remember my parents were super into it there was uh this painter that painted whales on everything i can't remember his name and there's the other guy they had Ann getty took pictures of babies you know they had these types of artists that became really popular, commercially popular. Well, when you went to their stores inside the mall, you could see all these amazing pictures and they're real expensive, but they weren't the originals. But what you were buying was a certified copy. So there was only, it was a limited, right? So they're saying there's only 10,000 of these and now you own one of the 10,000. And that's what gave it its value because it was from an artist you cared about and it had a certified limitation to it. And so that's basically what the tokens signify. Right. So like, 
if like um you see that photo and you like it and i just go click save as and i have a copy of it do right. i have a copy of it or do i not you, have a copy of it you have a copy of a picture or a video or whatever it is but it's worth nothing just like all the other gifts pictures music you find on the internet because it doesn't have that certification that's the difference so i could walk in and take a photograph of ann getty's picture of her babies and hang it on my wall and it's worth nothing because it hasn't been certified. And that's the big difference. So the token part's kind of like, you know, you have a stamp of approval, like a seal, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? That's right. Like, this is legit now, sort of thing. It's, yeah, it's exactly right. It's certifying it as the real deal of some sort of limitation. So whatever the limited agenda is, whether it's five or a hundred thousand, it just depends on what the creator of the NFT was interested in doing. Did they want to sell a hundred thousand of them and make sell, you know, knowing that will devalue them to some degree, but collect a lot of small payments or do they want to only make five of them knowing that they'll go for a lot of money and collect each of those five big payments. And one interesting thing is like, um, if you're like a buyer of NFTs, right? you're able to resell it. And if you're reselling it to another person that buys it, the original artist gets a chunk of that money, right? Is that correct? That's right. So you're absolutely correct. So when you're creating an, as an artist, when you're creating an NFT, and I, I've tried to convince you to do it because what people don't know is Ren is also a very good a hand illustrator. He's in, he, He'll say he's not, but he is. You're definitely good enough to sell NFTs because I've seen some of the crap that's sold as NFTs. So you go on to one of these NFT sales sites, you know, and yeah, you, when you're uploading it and it doesn't take that much effort, I would, I would really encourage you to try, you should try as an experiment just for the show at the least, but you assign royalty to it. So you say, okay, I'm going to make 15 of these available of this piece of artwork that I've made. Every time someone buys one, I get 20 bucks and then they, they own that, that one, but every time they sell it and they get to choose the value at that point, because they own that, that token of it. They can sell it for $10,000 tomorrow and you get whatever percentage royalty you've assigned to it. And that just lives as part of the certificate forever. So if right. the guy sells, if you sell, set it for 10, 10% and he sells it for 10 grand, you know, that's a thousand dollars in your pocket. And it just keeps going, right? If that person forever. sells it again, you, yeah, in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I know. It's super cool. Um, it says, I was reading this thing. It basically says that uh, most of the unique tokens are created on the Ethereum blockchain. So that's the biggest one, which yeah. is unique to what we were talking about a lot earlier, which was um, NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot, what you'll see some people arguing about online is, oh, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's because the reason, and it's not, by the way, I don't, at least I personally don't think that. Yeah. But the reason it's not is because it is based on its own. Uh, blockchain which is the dapper labs version of it it's called flow and so flow right now if you buy something on the flow blockchain you can only exchange it to other people on the flow blockchain whereas what's going to really make the nba top shot value go way up is once i can take my token out of the flow blockchain put it in my own digital wallet and then put it on an ethereum somewhere else and that's really what frees it from people being weirded out about it. And that's why you'll see that these kind of ebbs and flows with their prices right now. Yeah, it's kind of like if you um, if you buy and sell on Amazon, right? And then you can only sell it back within Amazon. You can't take it to eBay. You can't take it to Walmart sort of thing. So like um, NBA Top Shots kind of like, no, this is it, right? Like, for example, only Amazon. And that's what we're doing. 
And the the dangerous part about that is like, what if Dapper Labs just you know bellies up? Yeah. yeah. And then like, what do we we lose all our money? <laughs> yeah. No. So people need to be aware of that. Yeah. But there's a total possibility of that happening. Of course, NBA Top Shot and Dapper Labs is looking pretty good right now. Um, you know, things can change pretty quickly in basically this world of cryptocurrency finance, but they just got a huge influx of money, yeah. you know, from Michael Jordan, from two chains, from Kevin Durant, all these different big names. Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. They got like $305 million on yeah. a, like a $2.6 billion valuation. So um, yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not hurting, but they still consider, Oh, the camera fell. Camera. They, they still consider themselves in beta um yeah no i think it's uh nfts are definitely uh, unique and uh we'll see if they're here to stay you know there's a lot of things in life that people have said that's never gonna last you know you can go back to oh man we're gonna make electric cars that's not gonna last oh man we're gonna make airplanes nobody's gonna want to fly in an airplane we have trains you know you can go back through the dawn of time during innovation and things like that uh my mom told me rap music wouldn't last more than a few months and here we are today so um yeah it's just one of those things that i think it will last now if it will be the same iteration of what it is now i i don't know let's say um let's let's compare right nft imagine as gold right okay during the the gold rush people were coming to get gold right and who who made the most money not the people that was trying to like scoop up the gold. That's the right. Pe- the people that um, was selling that, the tools and stuff like that, they made the money, right. you know? So if you're, if you, if you or somebody you know uh, knows what to do with the NFTs, that's like some money you can make there too. Like maybe make a frame that go hold a digital image and post it up on your wall or something like that. Yeah. That exists. I found it. So that, that's a thing that you can buy. It's a great idea. It's so good. I, uh, I follow it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's so stuff like cool. that. Like, how do you display your NFTs? That's like a, a whole yeah. new that's um, right. Yeah, way to make money, too, besides just trying to get into crypto, trying to uh, buy or sell NFTs. And what's interesting about NFTs is um, part of what makes them valuable is they're more than just cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency doesn't have any kind of collectability to it. You're not going to just collect. I mean, Unless you're like Scrooge McDuck, you're not going to just collect money for the hell of it, right? And so um, the collectability of it is what makes it non-fungible. It's got this uniqueness to it. So it could be anything from, what was that? Yeah, Bert. <laughs> it wasn't me, was it? <laughs> I think so. Oh, I don't I don't know what the hell that was. I heard it too. Um, it could be anything. I thought it was on your end. Uh, it could be anything. So it could be a song. It could be... Um, it could be uh, digital art. It could be a video. It could be a GIF. It could be a tweet. So like here it says, what kind of NFTs are there? Um, for instance, here's a few of the more successful ones. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey sold his first ever tweet as an NFT for, get this, $2.9 million. Now, remember, this isn't anything original. You can go on Twitter right now and you can go find this tweet and look at it for free. But someone owns a certified version of it. So. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end, Rob Gronkowski. He created his own limited edition trading cards that sold as NFTs for $1.8 million. The Kings of Leon, it's a great band. Everybody likes the Kings of Leon. Uh, They sold their NFTs of their newest album and made over $2 million. Now, this is the funniest part. It says there's even a guy 
that sold his own farts as NFTs. He's been, he had this kind of setup. He turned the other way around. He recorded his, his expulsions and he sold it for $85. <laughs> yeah, dude, so that's crazy. You can sell right now. It's really hot because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's new and people are excited about it. And so there's a lot of things you can sell it on. So you, there's marketplaces like open seas is one of the big ones. Um, NBA top shots becoming very big. You know, they had the LeBron James selling NBA top shots for $179,000. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, though the biggest one still is by, um, a guy named Beeble. He's an internet artist and he sold his internet art for $69 million, one piece. Damn, who the hell are these people buying, man? Yeah, and he, that person owns a copy. It's not even the original. Like you yeah. think $69 million, you should at least own the copyright to it at that point. So, Yeah, it just it's makes incredible. me wonder, like, you know, because it's really hard to wrap your head around this stuff. Like, what do you do with it afterwards? You know, like, pay yeah, 69 ex- mil, what do you do with it? Like, man. So, just- like, you would imagine someone like that has probably a big-ass 85-inch TV that's displaying it full-time in their house. And there are, like you were mentioning, there are a lot of um, digital frames now just for NFTs. And I, as I think it kind of grows and um, changes, you're going to get more and more uh, NFT action. And the one thing that people still need to remember is there is uh, environmental cost for this. So they call it mining. It takes a lot of um, computer power to create blockchain that they keep the NFTs on. And I saw this. I'm just going to find a real fact. There was a, a fact on here that like blew my mind when they were talking about uh, how much energy it, it, oh uh, was that it, the bitcoin one it said something like i don't remember which country it was but they basically said the block the current blockchain the way it's running is taking up more uh, energy than like in the entire country of somewhere <laughs> it was yeah. like oh my gosh like south america or something like that something yeah. down there mm-hmm. yeah this is a big article so i can't i can't find it anymore but so there's the one that would probably be the one downside to it. They really do need to continue to invent and make better ways to be able to create these digital tokens that doesn't require so much uh, energy and electricity to do. Yeah, I think and us as as human beings, we're so used to the, the physical stuff, right? the physical world. <clears throat> and so this digital stuff is just like, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's so, yeah. it, like I said, it takes a, a while to kind of wrap your head around around it yeah Yeah. but then again different thinking that's for sure yeah but then like these kids these younger kids they're basically born into this type of war you know like playing games you know and and their little like minecraft uh metaverse or whatever it is we've talked about metaverse in the past and absolutely it's all kind of connected yeah it's like so if you buy this one card or buy this whatever painting digital painting they're like oh hell yeah (laughs) you know they're used to it oh here it is so yeah uh cambridge university found that mining for bitcoin consumed more energy than the entire country of argentina (laughs) damn well that's right south america (laughs) yeah uh ethereum is second to bitcoin in popularity and its power consumption is on the rise and comparable to the amount of energy used by the entire country of libya yeah see yeah so that that part's not great (laughs) yeah uh, but I think that uh, as we evolve and we figure this out, it'll it'll get even better. But yeah, so that's I think that's a good NFT segment, first time ever start. And we can come back and we can talk about more specific things. Yeah. I know that we have a 
We've all got some packs coming our way on Top Shot, so we're going to have a pack opening here in about a week and a half. Yeah, I've, I got a, a few people I've been trying to invite to uh, do a pack opening party with us. Yeah, I, I love that idea because then the more the merrier, the better chance yeah. we have of getting something good. Yeah. Perfect. Let's jump over to the healthy stream. All right. So uh, the first one I have on the healthy stream is on Disney Plus uh, episode two, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, man, there was a lot going on in this one where the first one was kind of a, a setup, slowly building things. Uh, yeah. Episode two gave us a lot. They jumped right in. And I think everything people wanted in WandaVision um, as far as, oh, I think they're going to bring out this character and they're going to introduce this character. We're getting that already with the Falcon and Winter Soldier because they're introducing all sorts of new characters. I don't know if the average viewer even realizes how many comic book characters they've already they've already touched on. Yeah, it's kind of funny how like um, some people thought that they were going to build the meeting of Falcon and um, Sebastian. I mean, uh, Winter Soldier. Right. And then all of a sudden they're just like, he just goes over like, oh, what's up? Yeah, that was honestly the only awkward part of the whole thing because I really liked the episode. Um, but the only awkward part for me was how like uh, the Winter Soldier Bucky was just all of a sudden hanging out with with Sam is like I'm coming along and like wait wait yeah. hold on, <laughs> I feel like we missed one step of plot point here. Yeah, I didn't even realize they were in the same city, you know. Yeah, that was that was a little strange, but I get it. They're trying to move things along, and there was a lot to get to. I made like mad notes on this episode so we oh, got nice. introduced to uh, isaiah bradley um which people may or may not know is also a captain america in the marvel comic universe and so he was actually a part of um like a secret study that they did to uh it was called in a special edition called red white blue and black and what happened is the government took before, I think actually it happened after Captain America. They wanted to keep testing the super soldier serum. And so they tested it on the black soldiers, you know, because they thought less of them. And right. so he was this big hero. They didn't get any of the fame or infamy that Captain America got. But he was kind of used uh, as a test subject almost. Yeah, because back then they thought as them as uh, expendable. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. right. And what was interesting about it, and when I looked into it further, when they made this uh, series on in Marvel, they actually compared it or were using a real life scenario to come up with this idea called the Tuscany syphilis study. So as, as horrible as this all sounds, it kind of happened in real life, which is the least shocking thing ever for America. So America decided to take, uh, um, they weren't slaves, but they were free men at this point, but they were still like farm labor and stuff like that. They didn't have health insurance, things like that. And they promised these guys that they would give them health care in exchange for letting them do the syphilis study. Uh, but they never actually cured them. The whole point of it was not to cure them and to see what would happen if they let syphilis continue to course through their body, even though it was completely treatable. And so for 40 years, they ran this uh, study on these poor guys and, you know, oh. watch some of them die. They get all the different uh, like health effects that came along with it. And that's kind of where they got the idea of the whole Isaiah Bradley, uh, Captain America um, storyline. You know how we were saying that uh, Wanda was so meta? Yeah. Well, this one was meta, too, because like even Sam was like, how come nobody knew about this until now? You know, right. Like, yeah. Like him not knowing until now. And he's like, it's it's saying that, you know, us, the viewers, we didn't know. Right? Yeah, we I didn't, didn't know, know either. Yeah. Yeah. So we they, all found out at the same time. 
it's really, it's really, they're taking a really good approach, I think, on today's society and building into it. We've already seen a lot of things that they've talked about, like the difference between how um, uh, African-American person has to deal with society, you know? So right. we got Isaiah Bradley as part of it. We saw in episode one where the Falcon, even though he's like super famous celebrity, superhero, can't get a loan, even though he he should, right? He saved the world. They should just bend over to give him money. Right. Yeah, we, even there's the other type of reverse racism when he runs past the black kids and like, it's the black Falcon. He's like, no, I'm just <laughs> the Falcon. You know, I'm just the Falcon. And so they're not messing around with touching on this kind of subjects, yeah. which is it's good because that's that's what we live these days. Yeah. Even the policing, too, where there's argument and then they uh, accuse Sam of being you know, the, the harasser. Yeah. Even Bucky's like, yo, there's nothing wrong here. They just, you know, yeah, there's nothing going away. on. And then, yeah. then they realize who he is and then they back off. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, come on. You know, it's so ridiculous. If- if he wasn't the Falcon, he would have, you know, got detained or something, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. probably, you yeah. can compare that to a million different athletes. You know, I'm sure so many black athletes have had the same thing happen. And then the cops realize, Oh wait, hold on. You're so-and-so from that team that I know, you know, it's so ridiculous that it's like that, but yeah, that was, it's another subject. They're not afraid to kind of talk about. Right. Uh, they also introduced us to another uh, Marvel superhero that we don't really know yet. Uh, um, Isaiah's grandson was there. His name is Eli Bradley, and he ends up turning into a superhero named the Patriot. And the Patriot, what's cool about that is he is a main component of Young Avengers, and we've talked about it many a time before. Right. But they're clearly moving on to building us a Young Avengers, probably a movie. Yeah, because they're already showing us who who's in it. Basically, yeah, we're getting slower. So by the time they bring out a Young Avengers movie, we'll already kind of know all the characters because we've seen them in other things. So so far, let's let's list it out. Then uh, we got Kate Bishop, right? Hawkeye's Correct. daughter. Yep. We got Ant Man's daughter. That's right. Yep. We got Iron Man's daughter, probably. I think so. We um, got the Wicked and twins. Speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And now we got this guy. Yep. There was somebody else. I, I don't know if I wrote that down, but there was. Uh, somebody else that I think we've already been introduced to that we are going to get in the Young uh, Avengers. But if it comes to you, 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 you yeah, we'll we'll talk it. about it later. Yeah. Um, we also got some name checks of the villain, the Power Broker. Yeah. So even though we haven't seen the Power Broker yet, they brought him up. Uh, we saw the Flag Smashers, and in the comics, the Flag Smashers are definitely portrayed more as villains, whereas here they're almost like freedom fighters, and we don't know if we're supposed to root for them or against them quite yet. But it appears that they've stolen the super serum from the power broker, and he's out to get them. So we'll yeah. see how that all kind of shakes out. Because yeah, you kind of thought that um, they were given the, the serum, but then he saw the phone. I'm going to kill you. you know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to kill you, fool. <laughs> One so, yeah. one thing is um they did a uh, gender swap too on that. Oh really? The, the flag smasher in the comic is a dude, yeah. and this one's okay. A chick. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I have no problem with it. I think it's okay when they do that, especially on really minimal characters that none of us know, anyways. Like, like we're not so like, oh man, the character's always been this, you know, to be so upset about. It. I'm sure somebody somewhere is, but there's nothing really to be upset about that kind of gender swap. It's a uh, flag smasher. The actress is she the same one that was in um, Star Wars? Towards oh, I don't the, know. Towards the end, where they um, no, not Star Wars. Uh, Solo. Oh, oh, maybe I have to look up her her bio. I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. 
Um, and then the, the big one is we got uh, John Walker, who is playing the new Captain America. And then I think we mentioned this last episode, but John Walker in the comics is way, way gross. <laughs> He's not a great guy. And they've almost made him a little bit more likable, though. This this MCU version that we're getting so far, he's clearly a dickhead, right? We're getting that. For now. Um, yeah, but, for now. <laughs> yeah, for now. But, yeah, he, he's not horrible. Like, he at some points seems genuine. Like, he wants them to help him. He's upset that he's not doing everything he can. Those types of things. Well, you, you could kind of already get it because there's that one scene where he's like, get out of my way, you know, at the end. Sort of thing. Right. Yeah, it's like they make him seem like, oh, okay, maybe this guy's not that bad. And then Nelson, he's like a douche for no reason. He's like straight douche canoe on everybody. So he has um, the serum, right? Well, I don't know. So I, I've read some things and people are saying that maybe he is exaggerating his accomplishments. You know, when he talks about jumping on grenades and doing all these things because they're, they're building him as this iconic person that maybe he isn't yet. In that, at some point, maybe he gets him and the other dude gets with the power broker to help get back to super serum, and they give him super serum, and he actually gets the powers because yeah, he was definitely moving around like he was a little bit more special than the average folk, but I don't know yet. Yeah, because for me, I kind of thought that he did because he was fighting um, Flag Smasher one on one, and he was fine. Yeah, you know, maybe he maybe he's already got it. Maybe he yeah. already works for the power broker, and we just don't know it yet. Yeah, because I feel like he already has that um serum in him yeah and then he is his partner is lamar Hos hoskins he's also a super villain uh, in the comics that's named the Battlestar. he even said it i think at one yeah. point because it's like what's your name and he's like Battlestar. I'm like oh come on <laughs> you're nobody how are you gonna have a, a superhero name so I thought that was kind of funny and then the actor that plays uh, john walker is wyatt russell yeah and i'm like why is that so familiar? He is the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. I'm like, holy smokes. It's awesome. Because like every time we see Wyatt, we always see him with his huge ass beaker. So um, this time he's all clean shaven. Right. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's good to see him. He plays a good bad guy. He has that kind of punchable face. And so, yeah. <laughs> and they clearly made his mask not fit right because he looks yeah. like, you know, the guy from up every time he puts it on. Yeah. He looks so derpy, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's straight derp style. So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see. So, um, yeah. I liked it. I like this episode. What'd you think? I mean, overall. Yeah. Overall, um, so far, it's solid. Like for me, um, it's what we expected and it's yeah. just been good. It's been good. It's been good. You know, very consistent. Yeah. And I think it's only going to get better as we get more of the story. So right. if you're not watching Falcon and the winter soldier, you guys should, should tune in. It's definitely different than WandaVision, but it's, it's uh it fits in the MCU pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, Disney also put out a, a new uh, release schedule of all their upcoming movies. I thought I'd share these real quick. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. So, uh, Cruella, remember that's the one with uh, Emma, Emma Stone, or yeah, right. And yes. uh, that comes out May twenty eighth. Uh, Luca, Luca comes out June eighteenth. Black Widow uh, has been moved to July 9th. so it comes out. Uh, Free Guy, remember that's the one with Ryan Reynolds. I didn't realize that was oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought it was like a Netflix show or something. Right. Like no, free, free Guy is uh, it's probably owned by Fox Studios would be my guess. And they own that. Disney owns everything. Uh, it comes out August 13th. Uh, uh, Shang-Chi. I learned that to say the right way. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. 
uh, September 3rd. So that's that's coming out this year. Uh, the Kingsman has been pushed way back all the way till December. Uh, Deep Water, whatever that is, comes out January 14th. And Death on the Nile, whatever that is, comes out on February 11th. Oh, that's the one with the Army Hammer and Gal Gadot. Oh, well, I'll watch anything with Gal Gadot. Army Hammer, isn't he like a cannibal, though? <laughs> In like real life? Yeah, something happened. Like, it's, it's going to make it really awkward to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he'll can it because he's, he's in all sorts of. De- I haven't read enough about it, but that, that guy's in some, some deep water. I don't know. Maybe he should be in deep water. Uh, which of those movies are you most excited? Those specific ones are you most excited to see? Shang Chi, man. Yeah, I think I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think I would go. Honestly, I would go uh, Shang Chi, uh, Free Guy, and then Black Widow. I think would be the three that I'm actually interested in. The rest of them I may or may not watch. Yeah, agree. Uh, Disney. Yeah. Okay, Disney also released the trailer mm-hmm. for the Bad Batch. We've been so excited for this. And it looks awesome. So it's the same style as Clone Clone Wars, but it does look definitely better. Like they've clearly gotten better at whatever computer animation they do. It almost looks um, almost like it's like, I know, sculpted more. It was pretty cool looking. So uh, it looks great. It has the characters all in it. Uh, they haven't given a debut date just yet, but we know there's going to be eight episodes. Oh, they did. What's the debut date? May 4th. Oh, that's right. What? They did do that. They must have did it after I wrote this note. So, yeah, because May the 4th be with you. That's right. So, yes, there is a debut date, May the 4th. Yeah. Um, over on Netflix, uh, I want to do a quick review of the Irregulars. I know that you told me you saw the entire season. Um, I was only able to get through the first episode before I was bored out of my mind and had to call it. So I would give this a, a strong uh, three and a half on the wow. audio nut scale. Um, it was just too YA. It was a young adult. It wasn't for me. Uh, what did you think? Uh, well, to be fair, I watched this whole season like hungover. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, after like episode four, I kind of yeah. gave up on it. But then my wife, you're actually, just too hungover to get out of bed and keep <laughs> go some do something else. Yeah, and my wife really likes it, so I hung in there and watched it. Yeah, and yeah. I would say that maybe it's for the ladies, but my wife hated it. She didn't even get through 10 minutes of it before she got up and left. Yeah, it's it's a very different take on like Sherlock Holmes. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it, I feel like there's a very specific audience. It's not poorly made. The acting's yeah. fine. Yeah. The it looks like it's fairly expensive production. Um the story plot was whatever. But yeah, it just was like one of these things that I don't, I won't deny that there's going to be a lot of people that probably like it, but it wasn't for me. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it takes a while to get used to it. Like, you're like, does it, is it like supernatural? Is it just right. real life? What is it? You know, like, cause you have Sherlock Holmes and you're like, no, in Sherlock Holmes, there's no people with powers. They're right. And it's beings. always been a thing. There is nothing yeah. special with Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have this, like, you know, the regular that has powers and you're like, what's going on? Yeah, it's a it's a definite reimagining of that whole world, the Sherlock yeah. home world. Yeah. So, I mean, what would me, you give it? It was it was enjoyable. I'd probably give it like a six. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I gave it half that. Uh, over on Hulu, uh, Solar Opposites has debuted, and it is so good. Like this one, I like. Um, season one of Solar Opposites was really great. And it kind of got better as it progressed. I thought the the one with the tiny people in the wall episode on season one oh, was yeah. one of the so better good. adult animated episodes I've seen of anything in a long time. 
Um, season two, though, is killing it. It's definitely found its legs. If you're into Rick and Morty, it's more like Rick and Morty than ever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really scientifically rich with very adult humor. And it is so funny. I don't know how many episodes you watched, but my favorite was episode three, where they talked about BDE, BDE. which is big dick energy. <laughs> Do you see that episode? Yeah, yet? I watched that one during lunch. And so yeah, the, so the young funny. replicant, he, he's getting bullied at school and he's like, man, how do I like make people respect me? And he tries all these different things to get people to respect him. And then he feel, finds out that the, the key is this big dick energy. He learns it from Idris, <laughs> Idris Elba. <laughs> and so he uses his sciencey alien technology to give himself a, a big glowing unit. And he walks around and plays like this cool rap music as he's like chugging around and everybody loves him now and they all respect him. And then just like any good episode, it goes absolutely haywire towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was so funny. How it ended was hilarious too. Yeah. It's a great, great episode. And the season so far, I think I've made it to episode uh, five, I want to say. Uh, they, I think the last episode I saw, they were um, camping. They went to go do like, uh, it was summer camp. And then it turned well, to four. Like, that's four. four. Okay, yeah. so I've only made it through episode four, but it was uh, really funny too. So uh, I like it. I really enjoy Solar Opposites season two. And the best part about it, every time I watch an episode, I make yeah. Terry's T-shirt. So oh, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, if he posts that again, you guys gotta go yeah. to Rin's uh, T Public and buy his uh, Terry T-shirts. <laughs> I think I've made uh, three. No, two. Two. What were the two you've made so far? The first one was the Area 69. <laughs> I'm going to go to your team public yeah. and buy that. And then there's a little arrow pointing down to your junk. It's <laughs> great. I love and it. And then the other one was in the camping one where um, there's like ET's hand calling, texting home, something like that. Oh, okay. Nice. I think I want the Area 69 one. That's funny. It's so stupid. It's amazing. Yeah, but then episode two, he was wearing like a long button-up shirt, so he didn't have a graphic t-shirt. I didn't do oh, that. lame. Damn it, yeah. what a waste. Yeah, so Solar Opposites season two, I give it an eight. Yeah, it's it's enjoyable. If you like season one, you'll love season two. If you like Rick and Morty, you'll like Solar Opposites. Yeah. So uh, give it a shot. Also from Justin Rowland, they've just announced a brand new show. You know, Justin Rowland is the creator of Solar Opposites and the co-creator of Rick and Morty, also the voices of all the characters practically. <laughs> Um, he's got a brand new episode or TV show coming out. It's another cartoon, same animation style called Koala Man. It's an animated family comedy where the patriarch lives a not so secret identity as Koala Man in an Australian suburban superhero with no powers, but a burning passion to snuff out petty crime and bring order to his community. And it's got like all these like funny, like Australian voices and it. It, it looks pretty stupid. I love it. Is that coming out? It's it's in production. Oh, okay. you know what? Maybe that was my note. Maybe that one has episode eight episodes and no debut date because <laughs> it's right next to my Bad Batch thing, and that was kind of floating between the two. Oh, okay. So I might have been lying about the episode count. Then also with <laughs> Bad Batch, I'm gonna reassign this note to that. So eight episodes, no debut date on Koala Man. Over on Amazon Prime, uh, got another adult cartoon. Uh, called Invincible finally came out. They released the first three episodes and I watched the first three episodes and I really enjoyed them. And I think that we have a little bit different uh, view on it. I don't think that either one of us hated it, but I think maybe I liked it more because I haven't experienced this more serious 
adult animation as you may have being the anime guy. So what yeah. was your feeling on uh, Invincible? Well, for me, I, I, I enjoy the show. Yeah, I just the uh, production value to me was a little like under budget. It's like, funny that you spot that. Like, I never even occurred to me that it looked cheap. Yeah, because like you know, it's not even on par with the DC uh, animation. Like, right, and the, they're clearly kind of mocking DC. Yeah, if you look at the DC animation, it's very clean, and you know, it just, it just looks better. Yeah, this one, it's kind of like it's kind of choppy in a way, but when it comes to like the fight scenes, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's so interesting because, like, I didn't notice any of that, but I don't watch nearly as many animations or cartoons. Um, I've, I've never been, like, usually when I'm sitting down for a cartoon, I want it to be funny, and so I'm watching things that are funny. And I honestly kind of thought Invincible was going to be more yeah. funny, more silly. But it's very serious, but they're definitely, like, just ripping apart the DC universe. And for someone who's not um, well-versed in any of that, man, I loved it. I absolutely love Invincible. Um, it's one of my favorite new shows that I've seen in quite a while. Um, it, it, it had kind of a slow build in the first episode, but like the last five, 10 minutes of that first episode, like blew my mind. Cause I wasn't ready for that kind of gratuitous violence. I mean, we're talking like the show is 18 plus, I mean, it's not for kids. And I was like, I watched like 45 minutes of this thing. I'm like, what is this even 18 plus for? I mean, I heard a swear word or two here and there. There's no real bad violence. Who, who gives a crap? And in that last 10 minutes, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. You remember when uh, the mountain crushed uh, the viper's head? Yes. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> it was one of many amazing deaths. Yeah. yeah so there's like just an onslaught of violence in the last two minutes. And then they top it. I felt like in one of the next episodes, where one of the guys destroys an entire civilization. And so I feel like this is new enough and enough people probably aren't watching it. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But uh, Invincible is really good. I mean, especially if you follow any of the DC stuff, it kind of like takes that idea and rejiggers it completely. And they're not afraid. I guess when they kill someone on the show, they're dead for good. You don't have to worry about them coming back like most superhero cartoons. Yeah, if you first see it, you're gonna like, hey, that's Batman. No, that's Superman. That's Aquaman. That's yeah. the Flash. You know. Yeah, you can definitely tell yeah. the knockoff version of each one. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's very clever how they do it. And the voice cast is phenomenal. I mean, yeah. across the board, every single voice actor is a big time uh, real actor, and so I won't list them all. I think we've talked about that before, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, just. I don't know. I liked it. So in the animation thing didn't jump out at me because probably I just don't watch enough to know better. Yeah. But uh, I liked it. So I, I would honestly give Invis Invincible an eight and a half. It's like right there. We'll have to see how the story goes. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. I'm, I just wish that uh, it came out all at once. But yeah, that's yeah. true. But it's long though. I mean, that's the other thing too. It's an hour long animation. I mean, that's oh, yeah. you're also most more used to with the anime stuff. But generally when I watch my silly adult cartoons, they're, they're 20 minutes, half hour. So no, like uh, anime, anime, it's usually that length to like 30, 30 minutes. Okay. This My is wife like hated full... it, by the way. Really? <laughs> yeah, Why? She, she, she did not like it. She was, what is this? Because she sat through the whole thing, the first episode. And I said, hey, do you want to watch the next episode or should I start watching this on my own? She's like, watch it on your own. <laughs> she just was not into it. Yeah, I do that too with my wife. I asked her, are you going to watch this with me? That way. Yeah. I have, you put, I put the feelers out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a. It's gonna be my weekly show too, on my list. Nice. So there's a lot of good grown-up cartoons right now. Yeah. Uh, over on HBO Max. Cartoon. We find. <laughs> yeah. No, not a cartoon this time. Yeah, Scooby Doo. 
we got um, Godzilla versus Kong came out last night. I mean, this is hot off the presses review. Um, I give it a perfect 10. For oh Monster Punching. Goodness. Yeah, for oh. Monster Punching only. Monster Punching was amazing. That's some of the best Monster Punching I've ever seen. Uh, the special effects were good. I thought they gave us a lot of a monster on monster hot violence. I, I dug all that. Uh, I could do without any of the people or the boring ass plot. So I give the people in the plot a three. I give the monster violence a 10. So it's definitely watchable. It's, a, it's a good. I liked it, but uh, I would have liked it a lot better with less people. Yeah, I didn't need to get rid of 11, man. She is the worst. There's nothing to the movie. Well, even worse was her dad, uh, Kyle Chandler. He was in it for like three seconds. He had like no real interest in it. Like, I don't even know why he was in there. He was completely purposeless to the plot. You know, Kyle Chandler is one of those actors that everybody's seen him, but nobody knows his name. (laughs) I know his name because he was on my favorite TV show, Friday Night Lights. And I watched that show religiously. He was Coach Coach, uh, Erickson or whatever his name was. And I love that show. I loved it. You ask somebody like, you know this guy? Oh yeah, the guy from Godzilla. <laughs> no his name. Nobody knows his name. The other thing yeah. that bothered me with the plot was um, the fact that they were so nonchalant about all the people death. And I know I'm not supposed to worry about that in a monster movie. Yeah, especially when these giant like giant monster smashers. But I was just like shocked. They like the, the ships would get ripped apart, and they're like, "Oh no, Kong's drowning!" And they're not worried at all about all the people that just died on the boat, or they're flying their little spaceships, and the spaceship gets ripped apart. And no one cares. No one says anything. Mm-hmm. They tore an entire city. They ripped what was it like Hong Kong? I don't even know what yeah. city they were in. It's like it was like the most like neon version of Hong Kong ever, and they just ripped the hell out of it. It looked cool, but I'm like, what all about all the people you just killed? <laughs> I know. That's what. That's why. You're not used to seeing big monster movie. It happens all the time. Yeah, no, that's it's new for me. I'm definitely not the everyday monster mash movie guy. Yeah, I think the best human was a little uh, deaf girl. Yeah, she was pretty cool. She was like she was like the best one with the most emotion. It actually works with the movie. Everybody else is like, oh my gosh. Yeah, the kid for Deadpool, I love him, but he was kind of like, oh okay, he's just there to crack a couple jokes. He was. Like meant to be funny, the comic relief, and they didn't give yeah. them that many jokes. Yeah, and then the the older African American guy, he wanted to be like you know Cedric the Entertainer or something. <laughs> that guy is on a show I do like though. If you ever see the show um, Atlanta with uh, um, what's his Ch- face, Childish Gambino, Gambino? Yeah, 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 he he's on that show. He plays a, a rapper named Doughboy, and I like him on that. Uh, shout out to him that he has a podcast in the movie. <laughs> I want to steal that one part where they say those podcasts are crap. Don't listen to it. Or he, you know, the Kyle Chandler says, you know, yeah, ruining you. We need to take that and make it a clip in our show. Yeah, we're uh, we're big enough. They won't come after us. Yeah, that, I don't think they would notice that. Um, also on HBO uh, Max because uh, we became uh, ultimate super fans of Taika Waititi ever since we learned how to pronounce his name correctly. Um, and I've been watching anything and everything, and there's been this TV show. So I, one of his shows that he produces is What We Do in Sh- the Shadows, which is about the vampires. It's like a documentary style, like Office, yeah. but following vampires. And it's amazing. If you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. It's so good. Well, he had another show that's a kind of a spinoff of it. It's actually a spinoff of the show, but it was made in Australia, and it was only for the Australian audience. We couldn't get it. Um, and so they are finally bringing it to HBO Max. So uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clements. And Jermaine Clement is the, um, he's pretty famous too. He was in, 
he was in that HBO show or him and the other guy were funny Australians. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, so it's a mockumentary called Wellington Paranormal, which premiered exclusively in New Zealand back in 2018. And it's finally coming to the U S and will be on HBO max and the CW for those who don't have HBO max. You'll be able to see it on CW for some reason too, but uh, it's basically cops that run into paranormal type things, but it's still that kind of mockumentary style. And that really dry New Zealand humor that I've discovered is my absolute favorite. <laughs> so I'm pumped for this one. Oh, if I had asked you, I'm going back one. Were yeah. you a Team Kong or Team Godzilla? Oh, well, it seemed like Godzilla was like crazy OP compared to Kong. The whole idea to me that they're comparable seemed silly. Because Godzilla was just kicking the shit out of Kong every chance he had. Like Kong like had to go get an axe. I love how Kong had like a power charge like I have for my iPhone. He just lays his axe on and it's like, and he's ready to rock. But yeah, Kong didn't stand a chance against Godzilla. He needed all sorts of help. Kong bows to no one. Yeah, except when he gets his ass. He did, and did he not basically like, oh, mercy. Yeah, he, he <laughs> submitted. Yeah, yeah, he once, submitted. Uh, yeah, once Godzilla got his legs on him, he's like. Yeah. I'm out. So I won't ruin the spo- the spoiler ending when they both team up and kick some ass. But yeah, it was uh, I I was team Godzilla for sure. How about yeah, you? I think yeah, me too, all the way. Um, for me, I actually like the Godzilla movie better than this one. Really? Yeah. The first one or the second one? The the second one with the okay. Ghidorah. Got it. Got it. Yeah, the three headed one. Yeah, because I feel like uh, that was truly the monster battle to be the apex of the apex. You know? Right. And it's kind of like. Yo, this guy came from space and still lost to me. I am the king, you know. Sort of thing. Right, he's the ultimate titan. Yeah, when they, when and when they fought, they fought to the death, you know. And like right. and when Kong and Godzilla fought, we knew that it was like Batman versus Superman, where eventually they were gonna have to team up because they're both yeah. they're both good guys, even though they just yeah. murdered six thousand people in Hong Kong. <laughs> you both love Mar- Mothra. Yeah, so. so crazy. Um, I have one other TV tidbit before we move on. Uh, I watched the TV show Debris. We talked about that a long time ago. Um, it was on uh, NBC. It. I did. Nice. And it's going to, I have a shocking review. It's good. What? I know. No Network way. It's never no good. No way. Yes. Even, even the wifey liked this one. When we were done with this one, I said, are you going to watch another episode? She said, yeah, I like it. And so I was, I was surprised. So Debris wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. And so I can, I think I can give everybody a synopsis if they're on the fence about watching this show. Cause I think there's like five episodes out already. Um, basically it's, if you ever like the X-Files, you're going to like this show. Okay. If you didn't like the X-Files, you probably move on with your life, do something else, but they've taken a new way of introducing weird alien paranormal stuff. Every episode that's not the same. So it's not like this one giant, you have the overarching plot that this weird alien debris crashed on earth. But wherever it lands, it does something different. It causes a completely different, like paranormal alien type problem every episode. So the thing they solve in episode one is completely different than the thing they need to solve in episode two and so on and so forth. And I kind of like that. It's kind of, it's very clever at the very least. Now it may get old and boring at a certain point, but the actors are pretty decent. They're likable. Um, and the special effects were okay, has just enough creepiness to it, and it didn't feel as networky as most network TV does. I know. To me, the way you explain it sounds just like supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you would love it then, because you—you that was your favorite show of all time. Dude. Favorite of show of all time. 
your favorite show of all time. No shame in that in that, in that game. No, not at all. Um, over on our tasty trailers. The tasty trailers. Yum 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 yum. Uh, I got just a few of them. I forgot to send them to you today. So whether you've oh. seen them, seen them or not, <laughs> you maybe just be talking about them real quick. A lot of them don't need a lot of explanation, and I probably I, I skip a few honestly because we're we're coming up against it already, and we have so much good content still. But the first one I have is a, a Netflix movie called Stowaway. I don't know. Have you seen the trailer for this? Uh, negative. Okay, so Stowaway comes out on April twenty second, and it stars Anna Kendrick. Uh, Daniel Day Kim, uh, Shamir Anderson, and Tony Collette. Uh, Stowaway stars a four-person ensemble of astronauts as they board a spaceship oh. to Mars. Have you seen it? Now, does it sound no, familiar? I've seen thumbnails, but not the okay. trailer. The one problem is there's only enough oxygen for three people. So basically, Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, and I think Tony Collette are the, the astronauts. And then something happens when they're launching to go to uh, Mars where the uh, like a mechanic who's working on the spaceship ends up passing out and ending up on the ship anyways. And there's nowhere for him to go because now he's in space. He's not an astronaut. He's freaking out. And so it kind of goes through all the things that are happening with the fact that some of them are like, we just got to dump this guy because they're all going to die if they can't sacrifice one. So it's that kind of thing. You know, it looks interesting. And I'm not used to seeing Anna Kendrick play serious. So I'm kind of yeah. curious how that's going to go. Sounds so serious. Yeah, it's definitely not a comedy. It's uh, it looks it looks okay. I, I'll yeah. probably give it a shot. It's gonna be like we need the engineer guy. He's, he's gonna fix stuff. Yeah, or like yeah, one guy's want to get rid of him. He's not an astronaut. He's not even supposed to be here. And then somebody else gonna have to fight for him. That's totally what's gonna happen. Yeah. But hopefully they do it well. Um, over on HBO Max, they released a new, brand new, a Nevers trailer. We talked about this a few episodes ago. The Nevers was that Joss Whedon, uh, Victorian oh, yeah. like superhero show. Um, the new trailer, though, made it look way better, way really? better. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of curious to maybe see this show um, or as before I was kind of 50 50. Um, I don't know. Uh, you saw the original trailer, but yeah. you should watch the new one. It's definitely better. Um, they they kind of get into more. They call them the, the touched. And they're like all of a sudden the touched have powers and they're doing all this thing. And they're kind of teaming up and getting rid of the, the douchebags, you know. <laughs> why do they choose that name like maybe because it's joss whedon is <laughs> like i've been touched by who <laughs> joss whedon touched me <laughs> yeah normally that's a bad thing you don't want to yeah. be touched you know uh yeah that comes up <laughs> april 11th um there was also a new trailer for rick and morty season five you probably saw that right oh yeah i saw that one Dude, that looks fantastic. It's, it's uh, like so chaotic, man. Like, what the hell's so, going on? Yeah, you're, you're right. That's the perfect word. It's more chaotic than what we've seen before, but I'm pumped for it. Yeah, my, my favorite part was they're doing Voltron, too. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Why are we going down this super long tube? <laughs> so good. Yeah, so uh, Rick and Morty Season 5 is coming out pretty soon. Everybody needs to watch for that. And then my last trailer is the big one. Uh, Suicide Squad, uh, they've released the trailer and they've released a second trailer. So I've seen already two trailers for Suicide Squad. And this may be the most excited I am for any HBO Max uh, direct movie of all of them. Me too. Like when uh, you see King Shark just like gulping the one dude, like, oh, <laughs> like what the heck is going on? <laughs> he rips the other dude in half. He's like, yeah. Yeah, it's Did you like, know the voice of King Shark is Sylvester Stallone? 
It is? Yeah, he's doing his best Vin Diesel Groot type thing. Oh, nice. He's gonna get Does anybody have any questions? And... <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a fun ride, man. Like James Gunn just kind of took like the the dumbest of the characters. Like, all right, guys, just have fun, man. Like they said the the big difference between this one, because it's kind of a, a reimagining, I guess, because some of the characters yeah. are the same from the first movie, but a lot of them are brand new. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see if they kind of make fun of the fact that this has already kind of happened once or not. So I'm curious on that. But they said the big difference is James Gunn picked a lot of characters that they gave him the okay to kill for good. So most of these people you see in the trailer aren't making it to the end of the movie. And that's awesome. Yeah, it makes me wonder where when it takes place. You know, like, you know, if you, if you watch The Birds of Prey, Harley yeah. is a, a free woman. Yeah. And then this one, you know, they're trying to break her out of jail or whatever. So she's still... Well, it's hard to say with Harley Quinn, right? Because I would imagine the character Harley Quinn probably gets tossed in jail a bunch. So, yeah, it, the, her character is amazing. Like, she, she's definitely amped up the, like, silliness. Like, I like the scene where they're, like, they got the guy with the bolts coming out of his head. I don't know. He's like, I don't follow DC enough. He's like the mind bender or some shit. I don't, I don't know. know. And they're like, if you do this, you die. And they're like, if you do this, you die. And Harley Quinn's like, if you, what did she say? She's like, if you cough without covering your mouth, you die. And they're like, no, 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 Harley. I mean, but, but that's not an invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. <laughs> yeah, she is like the perfect Harley Quinn. Man. Oh, like, so good. A new uh, show coming out on Adult Swim called Bird Girl. And I don't know if any of you out there in the audio knots world have watched uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. It was one of my favorite cartoons back in the day on Adult Swim uh, Cartoon Network. And this is kind of a spinoff because they've killed off Her- Her- Harvey Birdman. And so it's the same idea where I think she's an attorney, but uh, it's starring Bird Girl instead of Birdman. And it's got kind of like that over the top kind of funny bits so that'll be on both cartoon networks adult swim and hbo max so you'll be able to watch it in a couple of different places uh, depending on wherever you get your cartoon network uh stuff oh by the way everybody out there uh since uh ren is away fixing his camera i got my first vaccine today so i'm all shot i got shot 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 shots um it went pretty easily for anybody who's nervous about it or curious about it i'm 99.9 percent sure they didn't chip me because i watched them take it out of the vial um so i don't think i've been poisoned it didn't even hurt um we'll see uh, i've heard the first first one's not too bad um so we'll see how i how i react to it but uh, so far so good on my way to superpowers i'm certain and uh, that's gonna be awesome is there a hand sore arm sore not yet so uh, it doesn't hurt at all. Literally, like so, I've had the, I had the flu shot earlier uh, this year, and it was very similar to that. So it's a little tiny needle. You barely even feel it when they do it. Um, my wife has already got hers, and she was telling me that your arm gets sore the next day. So make sure when you get it, guys, whoever wants it, uh, do it in the non-sleeping arm. So if you're a side sleeper like I am, I sleep on my left arm, and so make sure to get it in the opposite arm. So I had them stick me in my right arm because I sleep on my left. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no effects as of yet, but I've heard uh, it could take a couple of days if you have any effects at all on the first one. They say most of the time uh, when you kind of feel like you actually have a cold is during the second one. And they, they schedule the second one about four weeks out from your first one. So I was pretty excited when they picked me because I'm definitely on the younger side of the people who are getting picked without any like real like crazy health issues. So I was stoked when I got picked. And, 
it was pretty it's pretty neat to get to go and get it over with i liked it yeah i'm getting mine uh on saturday i know it's awesome i think it helps that you and i both work for medical companies but i think we're in oregon at least we're moving into like everybody gets to have it like i was talking to from our real job uh, we have international doctors we work with and I was talking to one of them and he hasn't even got his yet. And I was shocked about that because he's a doctor. <laughs> Damn. Uh, the best part about mine yeah. is I'm going to go to the Nike campus. That's my... awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I just went to the local high school, <laughs> not nearly as cool as the Nike campus. Yeah. Cause uh, for the people that don't know, Nike's headquarters is in uh, Beaverton, Oregon. How far away do you live from Nike headquarters? Like how long of a drive is it for you? It's real short, right? It's probably like a 15 minute drive, 15 on a good day, 20 probably. That's awesome. Yeah. I've never been there. I've never been to Nike headquarters. Yeah. I think uh, I was telling my wife that we're going to do a little walk around the campus after I got my shot. Heck yeah. Take advantage of that. Need affordable graphic design? Visualantidesign.com should be your first stop. High quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit visualandydesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. All right, so let's dip our toes in the new jacuzzi. So my first story actually kind of goes right along with... Um, this whole vaccine stuff, they give you, once you get your shot, they give you a little card that shows that you've gotten vaccinated. Well, if you're super into Krispy Kreme, you can do, uh, you can go and get a Krispy Kreme donut every single day for the remainder of the year if you show them your vaccination card. And you only need the first dose. You don't need both of them. So that means that uh, when you're done uh, touring the Nike campus there, uh, Mr. Wren, yeah. you, you and the wife can go get some free donuts. I might get one. Well, you got to pay for yours. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, we all want to get behind the COVID-19 or get COVID-19 behind us as fast as possible. And we want to support everyone doing their part to make the country sa- safe to the representative. So we're giving away a Krispy Kreme every single day for the rest of 2021. So that's, that's pretty neat. I wonder how that, this is going to cost them a bunch of money or if it's going to be a good promo. That just tells you how cheap those donuts are. Yeah, because right now it's only April, dude. I know. I mean, rest like, of 2021. I'm going to tell everybody right now, it'd actually be worse for you to eat a Krispy Kreme every day for the remainder of the year than it would probably get COVID. Oh, you're back. Oh, I'm back. What happened? You did Why it. Am I you're, small? You're, you're t- <laughs> well, you know, that's genetics, but it's okay. You're back. So uh, nice. We got mini Ren. <laughs> you got pocket size. What do they call that? Fun size Ren. So fun size Ren is back. Perfect. So we can jump into our second. Uh, news jacuzzi story this is one that's been like trending like crazy i'm sure you must have seen it uh little nas x has released a very exclusive sneaker oh yeah, um, yeah. okay <laughs> this sneaker is called the satan shoe which is doesn't leave much to you know understand so little nas has teamed up with a designer called mischief uh, spelled without any vowels and mischief makes custom sneakers and so uh, he doesn't actually produce any new shoes what he does is he buys old shoes and he retros them into cool things which is a really popping market right now like if you're a, a sneaker head you probably have some like customized sneakers because that's that's just a thing so mischief bought 
666 pairs. Get that, huh? The devil's number. Dang. 666 pairs of, uh, I think, Jordan 95s or something. It's like some Air Maxes, some old Jordan Air Maxes. And he retrofitted them in their like dark red and black, and they look kind of devilly. But the, the big thing is it has uh, one drop of human blood built into the sole of the shoe now. <laughs> and people are absolutely losing yeah. their shit over this, man. I think that Lil Nas X is kind of sick and tired of people giving him crap. Because for those who don't know, Lil Nas X is the Old Town Road rapper. He came out, he did his whole Yippie Kaye Old Town Road rap, which is hugely popular. What is probably the hit song of what 18, 19, 20? I don't even remember what year that came out. It was fairly recent. Yeah, everybody, every every freaking kid from like six and up knew it knew it. Yeah, it was the biggest one, and everybody loved it. And everybody loved that their kids loved it, whether you're left, right, whatever, because it was kind of country, it was kind of rap, it, it fit everybody. Everybody liked it. Well, then little Nas X just not too long ago revealed that he's he's gay, which is who cares? No big deal. But it's, it's kind of hard in the rap world. The rap world is definitely still one of those segments where they, they use that almost as like a diss towards other rappers and things like that. So that was a pretty bold move on his part. And a lot of the really like uh, heavy handed Bible thumpers kind of came at him like, oh, you should burn in hell. You should burn in hell, you black rapper, gay boy. You know, all that stuff. Bad news. Right. So I think this is literally him saying, OK, guys, you wanted me to go to hell. Here it is. Been and, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I brought you some shoes and I sell to your kids that like Old Town Road. But uh, I think, yeah, I think it's really him kind of mocking the people that made fun of him or gave him a hard time. And he has a video. I don't know if it necessarily goes with this, but it's very devilish itself called like Modesto or something. And it is graphic. <laughs> and it's basically him going full gay, like making out with the devil and doing all sorts of weird things. And like he's, yeah, he's definitely decided to, to poke the bear. So I kind of like, go for it, Lil Nas. If they're going to give you a hard time, you let them know. I think the worst part that came out of this whole uh, fiasco is Nike suing uh, Miss Mischief. Yes. Yeah. yeah which is unfortunate because I think Nike would have ignored it. Nike's been pretty good about ignoring the custom market for a really long time. Yeah. Um, but what happened was there was a lot of big um, celebrities on the right and uh, talking heads that came at Nike. How can you do this? It had nothing to do with Nike. Nike didn't make yeah. it. They didn't produce it. I mean, if you want to get mad at Nike, get mad that they got child labor all over the world. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to piss, be pissed off at Nike, but this is probably not one of them. So I think they kind of forced Nike's hand into having to sue mischief so they could kind of save face a little bit, even though they did nothing wrong. Yeah, they're like, I'm never going to wear Nikes again. I'm going to buy your Nikes and burn them and show you. I'm like, idiots. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something. Um, since I need to wrap it up, our final story has to deal with DoorDash. So the DoorDash app oh, is no gosh. longer just for ordering pizza or late night snacks. It'll now help you check if you have coronavirus. So this is sticking with our, our coronavirus theme today. Um, without ever having to leave your house, the food delivery app has teamed up with two home testing kit companies to offer self-administered tests on demand. Both test kits should arrive the day you order them through DoorDash's or the Dash Mart, I guess, is its digital convenience store that they have that carries products from places like 7-Eleven, CVS, things like that. It can be ordered whether or not you're showing symptoms. So you don't have to be like, oh, I'm sick and you have to send it to me if you're just like feeling like you want to check and see if you have coronavirus. You can get DoorDash to bring it to you. There are two options on the app. Uh, one test is from Vault Health. Vault Health has a saliva test kit that's $119. Uh, 
And the other is from Everlywell, uh, which is one is no swabs. And that's, well, that one's a buck oh nine. Uh, you should double check before ordering since the cost of the test may be reimbursable through your insurance as a COVID related expense. So with both tests, you mail out your samples using the mailboxes and overnight shipping labels that come with the kit. And the results are promised by email within one day or two. So that's kind of cool. I mean, if you were like Jones and to find out if you haven't, don't want to go search for a testing site, you just have it come to you. Yeah. At this point, like who wants to know, like the vaccines here is, like, I've always thought it was weird to need to know. Like I yeah. never, even when it was like the vaccine wasn't here, I didn't understand why you had to know. Either you had it or you didn't. And I think <laughs> you would know if you had it bad enough to yeah. be worried. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why do? Why am I going to spend like hundreds of bucks, hundred dollars to get a test? Yeah. No, but you know, you know, there are people out there that will and are probably yeah. excited that that exists. So for people like that, I mean, there you go. Yeah, my wife loves DoorDash, man. She uses it every day. My uh, my middle daughter also loves her some DoorDash. <laughs> every meal is DoorDash. I'm like, oh like, my gosh. What am, I cra- what am I craving today? Yeah, it's, it's so convenient. Pizza. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what you want. You can get it, including a coronavirus test now. Oh. So that's it. That's all I had. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this bad boy up and send little Ren home? I'm going to go make some NFT Um do graphics it. i don't know <laughs> yeah i think you, i think you should do it just for the show's sake you should create like a really simple nft animation you can be something like strip gift style right you know how to make gifts make a really simple like chibi gift or something and then sell it for some minimal price 20 bucks and see if it sells i'm just really curious i'm gonna do a bunch of boba tea stuff like yeah. maybe cute animals drinking boba tea it could be and like it, your gimmick. It could be like all you do. And it'll, it'll be like uh, the, the the movement, which would be the tapioca balls going up and down. You know? Just kind of floating. You can use the same one over and over yeah. again with a different thing next to it. Yeah. Genius. And I'll just call like the suck my balls series or something. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So everybody get excited to suck Ren's balls because it's yeah. going to make him some money for sure. Cool. That's it. That's all I got. You got anything else? That's it, man. All right, man. Let's wrap it, post it, and put it in the mail. Bye. See you guys on the flip side. Show me what you got. I've been touched. By who? Josh Whedon touched me.